Hello and welcome back to Tells podcast. Hello, I'm back. Uh, you're going to <laughs> burst people's ears. Sorry, I'm just excited to be back. Okay, did you miss Tells podcast? Yeah. You're just jealous because James was on here last <laughs> week, aren't you? Yeah, I am. and everyone says how great of an interviewee he was. Yeah, he put in a rousing performance in my <laughs> absence, and I was not really that missed. I don't think. Whatever, I'm back. <laughs> But people said you looked alike, right, in the past when he lived here. So it was All just the like time. stand in. Which is weird because you know I don't think anyone ever says that he uh, looks like Aaron Rodgers, even though I get that like you know, two hundred times a year. Yeah, that's right. But I guess we, he just I guess people just think we look like brothers, but not necessarily identical twin brothers or something. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you uh, had you had a very nice podcast. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, it was a nice chat with James Rosenthal. If you've missed that episode, do yourself a favor and go and listen. Mm -hmm. Some gems from a young James. It was uh, one of my favorite episodes of this uh, podcast. How come? Just uh, just hearing someone who's who's been there, been in the trenches, and James is like he's such a, he's such a introspective person. Uh, he's taken a lot of time to like do a lot of work on himself, <laughs> which not a lot of people do. Um, and it's, he's, he's shown results because of that work that he's done. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he's living a good life out there in Chicago. We have a lot of memories together in Vegas, but, uh, it's good to see that like he's doing better for himself because a lot of those times, those were not exactly the most successful days of our lives. Him and me and the, the days that me and him were running around Vegas. Right? Right. Good times, though. Yeah. Sure you had fun? Do you want to tell anyone what this podcast is about? This podcast is about poker and love. Is that the official tagline now? Yes. You might have to change the show notes or whatever it's called, the title. Because it's also... It was supposed to be about YouTube, but nobody really cares about YouTube. We care about poker and love <laughs> okay. on this podcast. All right. Uh, so I'm a poker player. You're a lover. <laughs> That's right. Together. We are poker and love. Okay, great. Um, My name is Busi, and obviously Andrew Nimi, who's yelling at you today with his excitement mm -hmm. for being back on the Tells podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where were you? Tell the listeners of the podcast where you were last, last week. Last week, I was in the Bahamas. And what were you doing at the exact time that James and I were recording a podcast? Uh, probably dying in my hotel room with strep throat or something or other. You did not have strep throat. <laughs> okay, if you well, had was... strep throat, you would have needed to go to the doctor. It was probably strep throat, but since I'm so strong, it didn't affect me quite as much as other people get affected by strep throat. Oh, mm -hmm. not yeah. just the cold, man flu? Uh, probably man flu, but yeah. I mean, my throat was pretty wrecked, so whatever it was, was not fun. I mean, I usually do pretty well these days about not getting sick since I've been exposed to so many different germs over my poker career. Right. That the uh, immune system has been hardened, strengthened to the core, but some... Bahamian drug got in there 
something we've never encountered before since it was my first time in the Bahamas. <laughs> so now that that's mostly been fought off, almost back to 100% here. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I was doing exactly. Down there, something in the Bahamas. So tell us about your Bahamas <clears throat> experience. Uh, good times. The, uh, that uh, small startup company known as uh, Poker Stars. Mm. They, uh, they put together a nice little event down there. Uh, it was actually great. It was really cool. It was probably like the most interesting and exciting poker event. Very close to like main event World Series of Poker level. Except Tony Hawk does not come to the main <laughs> World Series main event, does he? <laughs> not that I know of. No. Yeah, and Tony Hawk was there. Correct. Basketball players. Yeah, Paul Pierce was there. Uh, there was a football player there whose name I can't quite remember at the moment, but lots of stars. There was. Uh, uh, we should have had all these names ready to go. <laughs> a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> A golfer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there aren't any golfers in the main event. I mean, like, you know, marquee professional golfer. Yeah. Like one of the best in the world. I don't know like what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, Andrew has a lot of hobbies. He knows all the stars by name. Uh, mind you, I only learned about Tony Hawk, like, three weeks before or a week before okay. you went to the Bahamas, right? Well, I mean, I've known Tony Hawk or who he is since I was like eight. Yeah, but I've never been on a skateboard. Well, mm -hmm. no, I've been on a skateboard twice. Mm -hmm. So so it was really cool. Um, just like the mix, you know, the whole idea of like there's 320 people there that qualified for this event and that almost assuredly didn't have $25,000 to put up to buy into this tournament and to have a shot at that and life-changing money, but also have to battle through this field of, you know, the top professionals who only get one shot themselves in this tournament because there was no rebuys. So a lot of these, a lot of these high roller events, they all unlimited rebuys until, you know, the eighth level or something like that. So, you know, Fader Holtz will be in for like $1.1 million or some of these, some of these events. Really? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, normally that might be like a 250K event or something, but you know, the point is that some of these guys, uh, battling their way through this epic field and it was like the storybook ending for one of them. The event was won by a platinum pass winner, a qualifier dude from Spain, I believe. Wow. So it was perfect. Uh, Pretty much a perfect event for poker stars um, as they're trying to, you know, like get back in people's good graces and stuff. Um, this was definitely a, a, a step in that direction. Um, Wasn't it the celebration of the Chris Moneymaker boom? That's right. 15, uh, 15th anniversary of his victory at the main event. Did Chris Moneymaker get a cake or something? He was there. <laughs> Nothing know. to celebrate him for. I mean, he got like, you know, free entry into the tournament. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there was any special evening of Chris celebrations or whatever. but Yeah, I mean, that wasn't even, <clears throat> I didn't know that when you went, that it was the 15th anniversary. I think I heard you talk to somebody or tell somebody about that. Well, they did this whole Chris Moneymaker tour around the U.S., um, where they were handing, they were awarding platinum passes, uh, hey. all the main event stops of his 
little tour thing. So. Ah, that's pretty cool. What a cool guy Chris is, too. He's just, like, so chill, laid back. Like, this, you know, stardom affected him, like, absolutely not at all. Just, yeah, and after all these years, he's still the same yeah, just, chill guy. Just good, like, Tennessee boy. So easy to chat with, and he was trolling me on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just always fun to hang out with him so anyway aside from getting sick and aside from not cashing the tournament what a damn shame yes yes what a damn shame <laughs> good good uh good trip nonetheless cash games are good won a little money yeah very good mm -hmm. well i'm glad i didn't come to the bahamas because then i just would have had to nurse you well mm. you might have got sick too yeah then i would have had to look after you while i was sick Right. <laughs> <laughs> the man flu takes out the whole man. Not just part of the man, the mm. whole man. The uh this idea of added money to a tournament and all these uh free roll whatever you want to call them, these passes that were awarded. Mm. It makes such a world of difference. Um, as far as like the, the attitude of like a lot of the participants and, you know, I think poker players are, they tend to whine a lot and complain a lot about various things. And it's somewhat understandable if you have to like pay your whole way for a lot of these tournaments. Like I think a lot of say like esports tournaments and stuff, there's just so much money added to the prize pool. And I don't know if they have to buy their way into some of these tournaments. I'm not an expert in these, but. I know, you know, in other tournament formats and in other industries, it's not always like the players put up all the money. There's all these sponsors, you know. Oh, I see what you mean. So you, <clears throat> your buy-in is less than... Yeah, the, or zero. Okay, so you just get sponsors for the tournament and mm -hmm. as an esports person, you just go and play. Yeah, or you qualify or, or you, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if there could be, I've thought this for like many years, but if there was a way to get more sponsors on board in tournaments and so that there was always like an overlay, that would be a pretty big game changer. So find some sponsors, baby. What are yeah. you waiting for? I might have to look into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're having our first uh, meetup game tournament coming up. So see, we'll, we'll get our first taste of sort of hosting a tournament. And then maybe after that, we'll look into these uh, concepts a little bit deeper. Mm. So what is it? Like people feel like they're getting a deal for yeah. playing this tournament. Mm -hmm. They're getting more than what they put in. Yeah. But nobody has to play tournaments. I think that's part of the thing, right? Like sure. you could just play cash games. So maybe that's why. Because nobody helps you with your cash game buy-in. So mm -hmm. if you're just a tournament player and you're getting all this aid from sponsors or whatever... Nobody helps you with your cash game? Nope. Buy-in? Nope. So should the cash games be subsi subsidized too? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Like if you had to stop every uh, dealer change and watch like a three-minute ad <laughs> for Pepsi, <laughs> then maybe we could have like a lot more splash pots or something like that. Oh. A Pepsi splash pot. Yeah. I see. I see where this is going. I like it. Yeah. Would you want to watch a Pepsi ad every dealer change? How often is that happening? 30 minutes, usually. Oh, that's not too bad. You watch more ads on Instagram than you would <laughs> at the poker table. Sure. Ads are and everywhere. If, and if you got... This is capitalism, damn it. 
<laughs> what would the subsidy be? Yeah, I mean, there would have to be something, whether yeah, it's like... Cash this out. Yeah, well, there, if it's like a splash pot, you know, you know what that is? Where they like just put extra money in the middle of mm. the pot or everyone gets... $50? Yeah. Ten, <laughs> $10. <laughs> All right, Pepsi, if you're listening, got some ideas for you. Mm-hmm. Call us. <laughs> yeah. Email us. Email. Hello. Hello at tellspodcast.com. There we go. And if anyone who isn't Pepsi would also like to reach out, feel free. Hello at tellspodcast.com. How are you? Great. Yeah. Your hair's getting long. Trying to grow that afro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working no, on. I'm not. I it just don't feel like cutting my hair. It's winter. Mm. And if it's too short, then it gets quite cold. You know? Yeah. Your head gets cold. Yep. You spend a lot of time outside? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you had a long walk to work? A very long walk to From work. From the bedroom to the office? Yeah, it's a very long walk. Okay, that's cool. Well, whatever. I like the, the fro so, you like- so far. We'll see if it gets unruly. Yeah, but that's the thing. Can we just talk about this? So Andrew telling me about my fro is one thing. I purchased a pair of high-waisted denim. Oh, God. Mom jeans. Wow. Let's just say wow right now. <laughs> That's a start. And I'm I'm almost certain that in all the years that I've, I've known you, not mm-hmm. once have you said, where did you get those pants? Yeah. Boy, are they terrible, you guys. <laughs> These things are a terrible idea. But that's the thing. You said, yeah, I would like for you to help me dress better. Sure. I haven't given you, I haven't asked you. So you can't like <laughs> impose your opinions. Well, I can share my opinion. I can't like, I don't know if I can make any demands about it, but. <laughs> you comment about these jeans every single time I wear them. They're that bad. <laughs> these are the worst. What is so wrong with my mom jeans? They are very comfortable, by the way. Okay, but so is a lot of things. <laughs> You'd rather have me wear sweat pants? Yeah. Easily. Those are not attractive at all either. That's not true. I think a lot of guys like uh, girl in sweats. Which guys are these? Uh, probably a lot of them. You were one of them? Yeah. You prefer sweats over like a dress and... Not necessarily, but I think both are have their their time. Attractive, mom, mom jeans, no time. <laughs> I have no time for mom jeans. <laughs> I just liked how, you know, your very strong reaction to those when jeans. When I first saw them? Over and over again, I've heard jeans and a t-shirt. Sure. Guys go to. Does, that doesn't mean like literally anything that resembles jeans. <laughs> wow okay well but just to share with you i'm not going to get rid of my mom jeans and i think they are lovely and i think they're very comfortable just don't wear them around me if you can help it i'm sorry but i'm just gonna wear them when i feel like wearing them can you change in the car after you've already left (laughs) are they that offensive to you yes okay well Please tell us, listeners of the podcast, what you think about mom jeans. High-waisted. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not like I'm saying you need to like always be done up or something like that. Like I said, if you want to wear sweatpants, 
I wear leggings most of the time. Yeah. So I thought, you know, this is like, for me, I was like, this is going to be a nice you, midweek look. It's like, a, is this like a trendy thing that's going on at the moment? The mom, mom jeans? jeans? Yeah. Uh, kind of trendy, but I mean, I tried them on and they were really comfortable, right? It wasn't like I was like, oh, I want them because somebody else has got them. I was in the store and I tried them on. I was like, oh, these are really comfortable. Surprisingly, <laughs> I didn't know that mom jeans were that comfortable. Okay. So anyway, um, they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to something more serious? Okay. So you sent me an article which I skimmed through about online gambling laws. Yes. Okay. Things are happening out there in government land when they occasionally decide to turn their eye in our direction, our fun gambling direction. Mm. Um and it usually doesn't work out that well for us when they decide to give us some attention. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd rather the government just leave you alone, not give you any attention. I it, think it would be everybody would feels pretty much the same. Unless you're a school that needs funding, which is where usually the attention should be, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're a school or a hospital that needs funding, then I think you want the government to be looking at you. Yeah, so... I mean, you want to get into the history of all this stuff? I talked about this uh, in the vlog I just recorded. So, Oh, you did? But, I mean, and the thing is that, like, I'm not an expert in this stuff, so I try and follow along. And whenever something is discussed in some committee, in some government body, or, like, you know, the Department of Justice, and they create these memos written by some lawyer, it's not exactly meant to be understood by the common man or woman. It's like purposely so impossible to read so that people have a hard time deciphering it and complaining about it. So I'm sort of like relying on other people that are smarter than me to give me their uh, input and their analysis. And then I digest it and adjust usually. So we just had the Michigan thing where we thought online poker was a done deal in Michigan. And then at the last minute it wasn't. But that's not as bad because... They can still try again this month in the new uh, legislative session with new, a new governor. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I mean, I think people are still relatively positive about that. This next thing that happened just this week was there's this like thing called the Wire Act that goes back to like 1960s, early 1960s, which the original concept was that we don't want the mob to be able to like move money around that easily and uh, run gambling rackets and stuff like across the country as a way to like make money. And so they created rules for uh, wagering on sports and stuff mm. and said, you can't have it cross state lines. So this thing has been governing sports betting at least. And then, you know, decades later, one body decided that um, well, maybe this applies to all gambling. And so they asked for clarification. And in 2011, they said, no, this actually just applies to sports betting as it was written. Okay, so we got some clarification. That's great. As a result, uh, a company like WSOP went ahead and, you know, was able to get, we were able to get licenses for some of these online poker companies. And somewhat recently, we've been able to merge the player pools across state lines. Yeah. 
And there's some other things like there's interstate lotteries that sell tickets online and stuff like that, where they get these ridiculously massive prize pools. Those are all up and running. Now, this week, it came to be understood that they took another look at this exact same wire act and said, we should also look at that previous decision in 2011, take another look at that, and say, no, actually, it doesn't apply just to sports betting. It applies to all forms of gambling. So, um, I have one question. Okay. Who's doing this work when the government is shut down? Well, some of this work was done before that because it was actually done by Jeff Sessions. He wrote a memo or I don't know if he actually wrote the memo or whatever, but he's been, he's been anti online gambling and gaming or whatever you want to call it for his life. And you know, there's no like direct ties or whatever, or like evidence that Sheldon Adelson is uh, the one who's like getting in everyone's ear and everyone's pocket, but he's been firing, you know, like millions of dollars into lobbying to have these sorts of things go his way because mm. he doesn't want online gambling for whatever reason, uh, which some of those reasons are pretty obvious. So yeah, uh, Jeff Sessions, he was, he was, uh, but he was, you know, this was one of his uh, parting gifts, I guess, as he was out the door as uh, attorney general. Is that what he was? I think so. So this is what we're left with. And, uh, you know, a couple of people pick, picked up where he left off. And now we have all this, uh, you know, discussion that will have to take place as to what happens now. What about all these companies that are already operating across right. state lines? What about all these lotteries generating all these hundreds of millions? What about all this tax revenue that's coming into all these states? So I don't know. I mean, there's some people that say, well, it probably won't change anything, but it'll slow everything down because now Pennsylvania, which isn't even online yet, but had already passed legislation to have online gaming, they are going to have to take a look at this to make sure that they are you know, within the rules. What of, if all the states just broke the law? Yeah. I mean, that's discussion as well. Like, what if everyone says we disagree? Our lawyers say we, that everything we're doing is within our state's rights. We passed legislation that says we can do this. Right. And if you guys want to, like, pass a law in Congress that says we can't do this, then... You might have a point, but as of now, everything says it's up to the states and that's that. And then if you want to come after us, then we'll have to go to court. That might end up being the case. They might have to go to court to see what the resolution is to this. And then we'll have an actual official answer. It's very interesting because I think there's so much, there's so many other things that are much more pressing. Mm -hmm. Why well, do you think, is it just like, the idea, I'm not, obviously we don't know, right? Just speculation. But the idea of doing things that seem like they will be resolved the quickest. There's always that thing that you want to leave a legacy. Like, so-and-so wrote this rule. Or so-and-so wrote this rule, you know. And do you think that's what's happening? I think it's just corruption. That's all I think it is. Mm. Just like very simple and blatant corruption. This is how this, the the system functions. And it's like so cliche to say it's the system or whatever, but that's the way these things operate. If you want funding to get ahead in life, then that requires favors and decisions and stuff. Hmm. 
Well, good luck to poker. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I mean, it, end, it might end up being fine. Let's hope. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. I don't know. I don't know if my thoughts are, online. That, are that well-formed or that expertise, uh, or expert, whatever. We never claim to be experts on anything on this podcast. So in case you didn't know that, let's just remind you. Experts, yeah, we are not. Well, let's take this podcast on a more upbeat <laughs> tone, shall we? Yeah. And go to some listener feedback. Speak to me, my peoples. <laughs> we got a message from Bob. And Bob says, So I happened upon Andrew's vlog when it started and have seen each episode. Just saying. Obviously, <laughs> or not, a fan. I'm a rec player for the last 10 years. Now comes tells and more insight. I really enjoy listening to how your relationship plays out. As I told a coworker the other day, I feel like I used to be like Andrew 30 years ago, but have since morphed into Boosie. I'm 61. <laughs> okay. When Andrew describes his fear of death in the previous episode, it was me 50 years ago. When I hear Boosie speak, it's me now. Philosophy, yoga, meditation, psychology, running, even Jordan Peterson have ha helped shape me as well. So I wish you both the best in the coming year and years. Thanks and peace. Is that peace? I don't know. Just an emoji. <laughs> Hand emoji? Bob. Prayers. Thoughts and, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I think is what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Such um, a nice message. That was a lovely message. So I have to wait uh, 30, 50 years, 30, 30 years. years to not be afraid of death anymore. In the meantime, I'll be trembling in my <laughs> shoes over here. We also got a message from Trevor, actually, about your biggest fear. Because Trevor, Trevor Savage, who is a poker vlogger mm -hmm. and includes the whole family, well, mm -hmm. his kids, and this is the best thing. Yeah, called? Raising the Nuts. Yes. I don't know who my favorite is. I don't either. I think they all are, but. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Andrew is class act. Andrew is the youngest one. Class act. And Cam. <laughs> <Class act. laughs> they're all so cute. Uh, thank you, Trevor, for sharing your family with us. I thought that was actually quite brilliant because he can make the vlogs and not have to not spend time with his kids. Yeah. Perfect. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying we got to crank out some little money makers, some little content machines. Baby. <laughs> you didn't share with us that you learned to floss in the Bahamas. That's true. I, I did not mention that. But yeah, uh, one of one of the nuts <laughs> taught me how to floss. <laughs> and how's your flossing game? For those who don't know, flossing is that dance that mm -hmm. people do where... You move your body to one side and your arms to the other side, and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's hard to describe a dance on a podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I got it down. You want to see? Yeah. Show me your flossing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, flossing action. See? I got that shit. <laughs> All right. Andrew's got the flossing action down. Yes. But Trevor was saying that he had the same... Uh, fear of dying and it caused a lot of anxiety i read his blog post too uh, about his anxiety but also just being grateful and 
living in the moment because he says he's so lucky to have like you know all his family and his kids and people that love him mm-hmm. um but it's also a practice right like it's a you have to remind yourself consciously yeah because if you don't then you're living in the future then you are afraid because yep. it's unknown obviously right that's what i'm trying to do that's uh that's what i said i wanted to work on this year so how is that coming living in the present I think it's already been good so far. Um, just not having all those goals that I'm sweating that I need to accomplish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just uh, still as eager as ever to, you know, work every day and uh, advance, move forward, but not, uh, you know, looking so far down the road at some arbitrary number or whatever. So, yeah, that's cool. Thanks for writing in, Trevor. And gratitude. I'll- gratitude goes a long way. I agree. Recently, I just wrote down everything that I was grateful for one night. You did? And not like everything, but yeah, yeah the big things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are you grateful for? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, we also received a message from Tyler, and Tyler says In the asking for a surprise episode, Boosie had mentioned the love language in the discussion about Christmas gift giving obligation. I'm currently reading the five love languages after being strongly encouraged by my girlfriend. I was curious to know what each, what you each think the other's primary love language is. Um, it's, a, it's a recurring theme on our podcast, the five, the five love languages. Love and poker, duh. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> so Andrew's primary love language is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And so is Steep's. He wrote in when he started dating his new girlfriend. He was like, yep, took the five love languages test. And sure enough. Yeah. And what is my primary love language? Um, the quality time thing. The quality time thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, quality time. Yes, quality What does time. that mean to you? It means time. not being distracted when we're spending time together, looking eye to eye and actually <laughs> receiving what you're laying down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rapping now, yeah. <laughs> but I'm laying down. <laughs> Digging them beats. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just actually like giving thought and response to what you're saying and discussing and feeling and that stuff. It's being present. Okay, that's a nice, easy way to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I let us know what your love language is, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. That's it. Okay. So. Thanks for the messages, y'all. Always good to hear from you guys. Thank you for writing in to Tell's podcast. If you'd like to send us a question, it doesn't really have to be love-related or poker-related. Do you know that uh, Trevor Savage uh, of Raising the Nuts fame, uh, he lost like a lot of weight. He used to be a big dude. Really? How mm-hmm. did he do it? Um, he he uh, he was forced to wear mom jeans until, <laughs> uh, until he lost a certain amount of weight. <laughs> And what do you know? No. He 
needed to lose those mom jeans as well as that weight. So so if I keep wearing my mom jeans, I can lose weight. I mean, is that what you say? Is that what I just heard I don't you know. say? I don't know how this makes any sense, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but he did it. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the Tells podcast. Next week, what are you doing? Next week, I'm off to Texas. We got a meetup game in two cities in Texas. Austin on the 22nd, Cash Games. Also Austin on the 23rd, Tournament. That's both happening at the Texas Card House in North Austin. So come on down if you're there, if you're in the neighborhood or can get to the neighborhood. Immediately following that, on the 24th, San Antonio, Texas. Rounders Card Club. Uh, my first time in San Antonio ever. So, another cash game that night, the 24th, 5-5, no limit. So, if you can come to both of those, that would be fantastic. Always tons of action in the Texas games. And uh, looking forward to my first time in San Antonio, for sure. Trying to get some drone footage around there. That'd be dope. All right, San Antonio. Yeah, come join the mug if possible. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Tell's podcast. If you like this podcast, please... Subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, Mm -hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast. But I really do like to read those reviews on iTunes. Okay. Now you know. (laughs) Now you know what Boosie likes. That's it. Thanks for being here. Bye. (laughs) Bye.